Welcome to Keep the Podcast Alive, the only podcast dedicated to stereophonics. Just before I jump into the next episode, guys, I just want to kindly ask if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, like and share all our social media posts on Facebook and Twitter. I just want to get these incredible stories out to every stereophonics fan that I can. But for now, let's get into the next episode. Hello, welcome to episode seven of Keep the Podcast Alive. My name is Paul Smith. My guest this episode is Freya Wolf. Freya, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Enjoying the sun. It's lovely, isn't it? Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Just to clear up any confusion, usually I do I do one of these every few weeks, but this episode is coming out the day after episode six. So we haven't had a long summer in Wales. It's literally two days of sun. <laughs> uh, so, just in case people think we've had a nice long summer. That doesn't happen down here. Um, Freya, a musician yourself from um, Godfrey Ammon, which... For anybody who doesn't really know South Wales at all, Godfrey Amman is pretty much Kamaman. It's just one long road. You're on the same road, basically, aren't you? You are, um, yes. So, you know, um, probably as close as you can get to um, the stereophonics and where they come from. Um, so, a musician yourself, um, growing up in Aberdeen and being a musician, um, what was that like? Because you know, the boys are a little bit old, a couple of years older than yourself, you said. Um, yes. Did you, do you ever feel like pressure because of they've done so well from the same area? <laughs> no, uh, no, it was, um, it was more inspirational that if they could do it, it could be done. We could get out mm-hmm. and we could be something even from this tiny valley. And a lot of musical people, I think we were so proud of them. And it meant so much to us at the time. And it gave us all a little bit more. Come on then, let's have a go ourselves. <laughs> ah, amazing, amazing. And it's nice to see that you are. I've had a listen to um, two of your singles. I think you've got two singles out, right? So I've had That's a listen right. to both of them just before, we, um, just before we, we came on. I have listened to them before when I first came across you on Twitter, maybe a couple of months back, but I kind of refreshed my memory. Um, I I can't put my finger on what it reminds me of, um, you know. And I don't I don't I hope you're not. Um, I hope it's a compliment. But I thought if Charlene Spiteri was in an eighties band, this is what it would sound like. Oh, fantastic! Um, I like it that. Was, it, 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 it was. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. It's it, it's very much your voice sound reminds me of Charlene Spiteri of Texas. Anyway. But no, I had a listen, um, and I'm going to follow, obviously, your music closely. Um, you know, um, I think it's Ross, isn't it? Ross Hemsworth. That's right. Um, He's the label. Yeah. So I get an email from him every now and then with whatever you're doing, your new singles and stuff. So he keeps me in the loop. Um, so in and around that area, being a musician, you're bound to have kind of come across the boys or kind of, have you ever been booked in like the same pubs as them starting out? Well, I came across them when I was a child um, and growing up as a young, you know, a, a teeny, a tweeny, 
growing yeah. up. <laughs> and my grandmother owned the Aberdeer Little Theatre. It was like a community run and owned building. And they, the first time I saw them, they were practicing in one of the little sheds out the back. Um, and that became a regular thing then. Every time I was at the theatre, we'd go and see if they were practicing and sit outside and listen. So the first time I met them, I was a child yeah, <laughs> listening to them outside, <laughs> listening to that's them practice. Brilliant. And then um, I think it was a few years later, I was probably 15, and they played in the Battle of the Bands in Aberdeer as a tragic love company um and still i hadn't ventured out from i was learning classical piano and singing at the time so i hadn't hit the pubs or or anything at that point um but they were it was inspirational that night because there was a lot of good musicians there um and they were just fantastic he did um jumping jack flash dived across the screen on his knee uh, across the stage on his knees you know he really he really was alive and they didn't win which was insane <laughs> So, wow yeah, I, I wonder know. i wonder what happened to the band that did win christ well yeah they were christ. like a deep They'd purple be, um, cover band yeah you never know they may be uh, out there somewhere but yeah, um i was gonna say they'd probably beaten but they'd have to be beaten by the rolling stones or something to beat the phonics but it would be interesting i bet you someone who would know who won simon collier would know i'm gonna ask him that ask him he, who he won, was yeah. probably, he was, he would have been in that band at the time um i don't know if you've seen this podcast at, at all but simon 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 was on episode two he was the fourth member of tragic love company so i bet he would know so i'm going to ask him i'll let you yeah, know Yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find him that's our, that's our mission <laughs> yeah that was a fun night um i i then just i i'd sort of karaoke before i realized how good i was and actually did anything and then ended up going around with an Irish band for a little while. Um, and so the first time I was ever meant to play the same venue as Tragic Love Company, I think may have become the Stereophonics at that point, was in the Coliseum Theatre. Uh, they were meant to play, I was meant to sing just, just a couple of songs with a band uh, as a sort of guest singer. And they got spotted that night in the Coliseum and I hadn't made it because I had the flu. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's my biggest regret. My biggest teeth. Yeah, yeah. I bet. So you've gone from, well, you should have been supporting the phonics. You've been replaced by Tom Jones now, I've heard, for, for December's gig. That's right. This is right. Unfortunately. Not a bad step in, I guess, but, you know, it should be you. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice to be there, yes. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, so since, obviously, they've, um, have, you, have you crossed paths, like, later on in life, you know, since they've, no, I, mean, I guess, I've seen ventured out of the down. pubs now? I've seen him walking down the street a couple of times in Aberdeer before I left. Um, I, I think, I believe they used to come back and play at the pub at the Shepherds on New Year's for a few years. So they were still quite active in the area and they didn't leave for a while either, did they? Um, so, yeah, no, but, no. But no, not, not yeah, I, I know. since. No, yeah, I know. Um, they did. They did like to enjoy Christmases back in uh, in Aberdeer. I can't. And I, I'm sure that's, that's some. Sometimes they still do. I know. You know, Stuart never really left. I guess. Um, you know, he, he was always in and in and around Aberdeer. But 
So have I you, think he um, was the most known out of all of them in the town because because he was a bit more loud and party. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear he very him quiet. Come down the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my grandmother knew their grandmothers, so I remember standing in the street talking to all of their grandmothers one day, <laughs> and they were saying how proud. Oh, we're so proud. <laughs> uh, I bet they had some. They got some stories to tell. Bet they have. I bet. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I haven't really seen them since they left. But I did continue to follow them um, for for quite some years because it meant, you know, the the first album meant so much to us. We understood the words. It was our stories as well, um, and to hear stories from the valleys being made into songs um, really touched home. So it. I didn't yeah. just follow them because I liked the music. It means something. It always did me, and it takes me back home every time. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, like I saw um, the top of the pops recording of um, traffic that they did on the streets of Kaman, and um, and the whole the whole street was there around. And I don't know how they kind of had the composure to to play all the way through because there were bloody kids bouncing on the stage, and you know, and I'm sure Stuart almost had his drum set knocked off the bloody um, off the little podium that it was on at one point, but. Like you said, everybody, that was an album for, I guess, the people of Abaday, wasn't it? That's right. It really was. Um, and I, I mean, that's obviously the songs they had been writing while they lived there, that, that about the stories they knew from their life. And because it's such a close town, everybody it was everybody's life in that sort of, mm. those few years, a generation especially. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I remember after they became famous and the album came out, the whole town went into uproar. I mean, Aberdeen, the, the Godriam and Kamam and everywhere around Aberdeen was in uproar. And we were in the pubs and every time the, the, the machine would go on, we'd be putting in their songs and we'd be up <laughs> on the karaoke singing their songs. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. Was, you know, pubs full of people screaming out Thousand Trees and... And local boy in a photograph, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, when when I hear things like that, it makes me wish I was sort of three or four years older because, you know, I was I was maybe thirteen, so I wasn't old enough to get involved in you know go to the pubs and and stuff. But you know, I remember on the day of the release of Word Gets Around, I went to Virgin Megastores in Cardiff City. Um, to get it on the day that it was released and that was crazy that was absolutely manic as well you know they were queuing outside and i'm pretty sure the boys did a, a sign in at midnight i think or the day of the release so it would have been chock-a-block from kind of midnight for the whole next few days i think um that's so yeah, they, they weren't just an inspiration to us in our little valley they were inspiration all the way to cardiff and in in the whole of the south wales no doubt I don't think anybody has been that inspired. I mean, Tom Jones obviously is fabulous, but back in his day, he wouldn't have had the power to inspire in the same way. And the fact that they're just this, these young boys from a valley playing in a band, not just a great singer, but a band to have left. Yeah. I think they inspired more than anybody. They still do. And they, no, haven't lost, they haven't lost it. They haven't lost their natural valleys touch at all. <laughs> no, no. Like, um, you know, I, I don't know how long um, 
Kelly's been living in London, but he hasn't even lost his his accent at all. Like I, I've been I've been in um, I've been in Cardiff for about twelve years, but now people just say to me like, "What the bloody hell's happened to your accent? Like you're not from around here." So I, I go up to yeah, and uh, if I go up to uh, if I go up to my parents, um, you know, for for a few hours to see my see my family and stuff. And I come back down here and my wife, who's English, she's like, I can tell you've been spending time with your family because you come back with this really thick um, Bali's accent. Absolutely. Um, I've, been in some, <laughs> I've been in Somerset for nearly 13 years now. And so to people in Somerset, I've got a thick Welsh Bally's accent, but I know I've lost quite a lot of it. But one hour on the phone to my mother and that's it. I'm back. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It is mad. But to me, you, I, I would... If if I spoke to you and I didn't know where you were from, I would say, yeah, she's from Aberdeen or somewhere like that, okay. or Valley somewhere. It's still there. So I, still I can there. tell. It is still there somewhere. <laughs> um, I know, uh, obviously, um, I think you've spent the whole day today, you know, kind of refreshing your memory on the new kind of um, material. I know, obviously, you know, you're busy yourself being a musician. You haven't. You know, you said that you hadn't listened to some of the latest stuff until recently. What do you think? Any anything that stands out to you from the the kind of last few albums? I think um, you can hear there's a there's a vibe in some of his songs. There's a story all the way through, and you can see when they lost Stuart, he questioned whether to stay a musician and then again a few years later there's songs where he's questioning things and you can hear that and it's like oh are they going to continue are they going to stop and they mellowed out and it went it's never been a commercial but they changed just some of their songs while telling this story you could see that they were like everything's changed we've left our life behind we've got to try and stay us and then it's gone quiet and now they've come back like rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah here. we're here and and you need to hear that we're here you can't miss yeah. it <laughs> so you're referring I was to the single that the single that came out yesterday yeah the new single hanging on your hinges yes yeah fabulous. that's the yeah it's it's yeah it is a kind of we're back it's the ucha <laughs> <laughs> fair play to them sense of humor all the way <laughs> and that's it that's it. I, I feel like this is a kind of, you know, I, I I think I agree with what you said, you know, when Kind came out, you know, you can tell that, you know, it was a, it, it was a, a time where it, it was sort of like a crossroads, you know, um, for Kelly, especially, it, you know, is this the end or, you know, do we keep going? And I think after the announcement of the gig yesterday and that single is like, we, we ain't stopping. <laughs> um, they came back with with you know, and, it, and it's a kind of a, a you know a, a sound that we haven't heard before or, or certainly for a long time um, I did think that as but, well you don't get bands doing you know, this but, but what it's um, yeah and you know and he said that some of these songs were recorded a long time ago so I feel like we might be seeing some you know old school stereophonics on this new album and I can't bloody wait. <laughs> I bet you can't. No, I felt the same, you know, you've got the band still out there doing it, like the Foo Fighters and and 
but they're a little bit commercialized now. And so they're still great, still pop rock, but whereas these came out and it was like being in a club with a band live on stage and as if a whole room of people were up dancing, that, that was the energy I got. So I, I can see why it's old stuff coming back. It does have that, that old school feeling and we need that. We need good music. Oh, definitely. And I feel like, um, you know, I've always been, um, I've always been a, a big advocate as um, of Silvi as an opener. But I got a feeling that this this new single is going to be an amazing opener. I can just ma imagine the Principality Stadium. Everybody has been Christmas shopping all day. Had a few pints. And then the lights come on and they start that that guitar starts and it's just gonna be bouncing. Incredible. Well, yeah, I wanna be there. <laughs> so I had a Go question away. for you. Go on. Um when Go I was on. when I was 16, I left school and I started working in the education office in Aberdeen, which at the time was the the really old boys' grammar school. Um and a few years, maybe a year and a half later, they were knocking it down. And the rumours in Aberdeen was that Kelly had bought the stone from the old grammar school to me to build his house. But I can't find that in the news. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Ooh, OK. Um, Interesting, though, isn't it? It, it? it is. It is. I, I, Maybe you know I, I wouldn't do, put do it you past him. Do you know the school? So it's at uh, it would have been in the Gladys, uh, Gad Gadless, in Gadless. with the big bell and the big clock. So it's not the school that was opposite the fire station, no. Uh, no, up by the Aberdeen Park. So just I know, I know. I, I think I know. It's on the hill behind the park, isn't it? Yeah, Is just right? just tucked in behind the park on your way into Drakannan. Okay, that's we we need to find that out. That's another thing to find out. I looked today. I couldn't find it anyway online. <laughs> Ooh, okay, uh, right there. That, that's another question for Simon. Probably he might know. <laughs> might know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He might know. <laughs> or, or you know someone a friend of a friend of a friend might know someone who knocked it down and, and what happened to it maybe i hope he did buy a, a piece of history yeah um where did he build his house did he build it in kamaman is it a house of his in kamaman so that's where i lost because i left Aberdeen at that point and that's where I lost the rumours, and I don't know, because they did stay in Kamaman for some years, so I don't know if it was mm. a house he built there, or if it's just a rumour. Yeah, po <laughs> yeah, possibly. We'll find out, and I'll, I'll let you know anyway. Um, yeah. But I remember um, talking about building houses. Um, the, the guys that my dad used to work for built Stewart's, Stewart's house in Kamaman. Ah, right. So maybe um, it's. Maybe it's, it might. Uh, do you know? I'm going to ask my dad because it might be the same people. You never know. No, it could be in that house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. But that's an interesting question. <laughs> well, it'd be nice to know if it did happen. It would. It's like um, it's the uh, 
the story that Tom Jones, he bought the red telephone box from his street, didn't he? And he flew it out to um, wherever he lived, LA, I think, and he put it in his garden in LA. So a similar type of story. Yes. <laughs> I suppose when you talk to people from the area, you get all these little stories that we either heard or happened along the way. It's yeah. such a lively place. Do you know what, right? What's interesting, and I, I haven't done it for a few years because I feel like a fool doing it now when I'm kind of a 37, 38, 38-year-old guy. You know, um, you go to the... Um, fruit and veg stall where Kelly worked in the indoor market and you you look at all the um you know the the guy that the guy that I'm guessing it's the guy that owns it has got pictures all around it of Kelly and stuff in the stall and you just ask him what what was he like and he will tell you plenty of stories you know um and as a as a kind of a you know um a teenager and I'd go to Aberdeer and I'd be like I'm just I'll just go and buy an apple or something off this guy. And they were like, oh, you know, what was he like? Um, but that he's a good he's a good person to go to for stories. I bet. Yes, I bought a cabbage off Kelly once at the market. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I used I used to go and sing, we used to sing for charity for the Santa um Christmas songs. And so I'd be sort of going around with a group with a guitar singing while he was in his market store selling his vegetables. <laughs> And, um, you know, he was, and I remember he was always laughing. He was always singing. He's always juggling veg. He was never quiet. Even though he's quite a quiet person, he was quite yeah. full of life on the store. <laughs> Probably still, practicing. Still a, yeah, still a, show, a showman. Still a showman, showing definitely. Off. And showing, showing off his voice, joining in the, yeah. the carol singing. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But no, that, that, you know, just to be in and around that area, awesome. Awesome. I don't know what Aberdeen is like anymore, whether it's still the same. I'd like to think there's some semblance that it's still the same. But but back then it was so lively. There were so many creative people, so many different people, and so many collaborations of friends then together. That, that, yeah, it, it, it was something to be brought up in back then. A community of sorts. Yeah, I mean... Do you know, I, I always say it about Aberdeer, it's, it's, it is kind of like a hub for, you know, other valleys because, you know, and I, I say to, um, I say to my daughter, like I went to Mountain Ash Comprehensive um, and you, only people from Mountain Ash went to that school, but in Aberdeer, you've got so many schools and I, you know, I tell my daughter the stories of, of her mum. Her mum went to St. John's in Aberdeer. And she's got so many groups of friends from like all across other valleys. So it is a, it is a hub for meeting people. And like you said, you know, collaborating in different groups of friends. Um, but Aberdeer is a town. Aberdeer is a town hasn't changed at all for me oh, in terms good. of. Do you know what? The indoor market is exactly the same. Kelly's fruit and veg stall is still there, still doing the same thing day in, day in, day out. And you've got all the other little stalls, the toy stall. And, you know, it. the indoor market hasn't changed. You've still got, you know, the same pubs, you know, all the same pubs. I know a couple of them, I think the Black Lion is gone, but most of them pubs are still there. Um, so... Yeah. 
you know, even though nice. I probably go to Aberdeer once every sort of five years or whatever, Aberdeer town, it's like, it's like I'm a kid again. It's exactly the same as how I remember it. I do hope to go back there myself and do a gig at some point to get get back there. Exactly. Get back to your roots. Get back Let, to you know, get get back to your people. <laughs> right, that's right. I'd like to see their faces now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so uh, uh, in terms of go on. I was gonna say, I mean, commandment is like the the end. There's no past commandment. It was a bit different to the others. Everywhere else you could pass through, but a commandment was like the end, and it was where we all went to hide. It, <laughs> it was where we drove our cars illegal, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and and caused trouble and had parties on the mountains. And so even though Aberdeen was the hub, you'd sort of find us all hidden on the mountainside somewhere. So uh, yeah. um, the amount of times I've wondered, were they there in the crowds on the mountain at the same time as us? <laughs> you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like you said, you know, they would have only been a couple of, you know, three, four years older. So it's, you know, maybe in different groups, but they probably, they're knocking about somewhere. Um, uh, we, and yeah, probably. you know, Commandment, like you said, is it, you know, as Kelly said himself, it's a dead end street. You know, yeah, it's a, street, that's right. It's you the know, end. you go up, you go up the road, and you have to turn it back and go down the same road to get back out. That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, mining village all the way. Yeah, yeah. Even though obviously no mines left now, I know Tower disappeared not long ago. You know, years and years after everywhere else. But you know, I think five years or something. The last mine went. Five, ten years. Um, so, yeah, you know, I love listening to these stories. I really do. Yeah, and especially someone who, you know, knocking about in command on yourself. Yeah, well, we had um, what we called the line, which went up from behind my grandmother's in Jubilee Road um, in, in Godriaman, and it went all the way up to the pub right at the end of Kamaman. And so we would jog. <laughs> the line <laughs> to keep fit <laughs> uh, to land at the the pub at the end in in yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you had these streets in between like rivers and mountains and back alleys all the way from from the one end of Aberdeen to the other and so it was mm. very much we had this like undercover life where you know there was the hub of everything going on and your parents and your grandparents everybody knows each other and then yeah. there was the kids running around the line and up the, to Kamaman and up to the other ends of the valleys <laughs> hidden yeah. and just you know having our own life and our own existence without rules but but yet not really any trouble you know you no. trouble but mainly just having fun together and enjoying this amazing place yeah and and you know it like in, in those type of places you know where everybody knows absolutely everybody you know you you could you know even as a uh you know a, a very young child you could you know leave your mother's sight you know these days it, you know not many people not many parents leave your child out of your sight but you know you could go you know even as a bloody seven eight year old you could go miles and you know you know you, you know you'd be safe you know well, because yes. i mean i would i would you go bumped, from 
from one end to, to Kamaman and go to my nan's house and have pinched some biscuits and then go back up to the other end, up to Trakanan and go to my other nan's house. And my mother wouldn't even know I'd been. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, yeah. me and my mates, we, we, you know, we even, you know, a very young sort of nine, 10, 11, we'd, you know, in the morning, we'd fill a backpack of biscuits and whatever else. And we would go for miles and miles and come back at night, you know, and, exactly. and never, never once felt, you know, um, worried or like I was in trouble, you know, and, and that's because, you know, no, there was no strangers in those days. No, that's you know, right. you bumped into a person and you, they knew you and you knew them. That's right. Or they'd know your mother or they'd know your gran. You were always safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. I think um, that's why the music no, does brilliant. flow so well around there. I think it's why everybody sings and everybody just joins together and sings together because you are safe. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. those things. You're quite free to just create and be vocal and enjoy it together. Yeah, and I mean, like, um, I think a local boy, you know, everybody would have known um, the fella uh, what's his name? Paul something. You know, the fellow that that, that song is about, I can't remember his surname, it's Paul something. Everybody knew him, so it's kind Paul of... Bo Paul Borges. Paul Borges, that's it. Paul Borges. Everybody would have known him. Well, um, my, first, my, first boy, my first boyfriend was Ian Borges, his brother, so I was dating Shatter. his... Yeah, <laughs> so I was dating his brother when it happened, so I knew Paul as well. <laughs> so you were like very close to that story close to that story i mean obviously not because you know family or you know close to the family but but i was close i i was there with ian in tears um we were sitting down by where it happened and the, and and crying and he was telling me the story so yes that song meant really does get me yeah i got i you know i was gonna say that it means a lot to everybody in in Paul was beautiful. In South he, Wales, but I would imagine a, to yourself. Yeah. yeah, he was a beauty. I mean, they were both beautiful boys. They were they were gorgeous and they were funny and they were lovely. And everybody knew Paul. And everybody, you know, Ian was younger then. We were younger, but everybody knew Paul. And so yeah, it was a shock. Nobody would have ever expected anything like that. So it really did hit us all. Yeah. Wow. That's mad that. <laughs> Do you know I, I was just expecting oh we'll have a little chat now and then this comes up and all of a sudden it's like i've met the person who was like met someone who, who, who was not there but kind of knows the story that's incredible yeah it was a, one hell of a story yeah but you know like i said every you know everybody would have known paul so that's why you know and i think that's why that's why everybody kind of loves you know, especially that first album, because there's many more like that story on the album, you know, um, that kind of will, will hit people with different feels, you know. Um, like you said, it, you know, it hits you quite deep, you know, and, and it will for so many other people who knew Paul, you know. And it was nice that they did it. It was like in honour of him. It was so, and it's such a good song as well. And I think it could make, a, it makes a nation cry. You didn't know the boy, let alone the people yeah. who actually. So I remember us in the pub singing, you know, drinking and crying into our pints to the stereophonic song. And it was just so nice that they did it. 
I do know what it's crazy as it sounds. People crying to a rock song, you know. <laughs> but it's the story, isn't it? The story, it's a, story. It's a sad story in a in a you know a very rocky feely song. And of like, course, the way he sings it because it means something to him. You can hear the heartbreak in him. I think that comes yeah. across everywhere. Uh, I mean, yeah, his voice, definitely. his voice, definitely. even now, the way it's sort of, it's got the Welsh lull. So as he's singing, it'll sort of rise up and he gives that power. And so n even now his voice can, can crease me just the way he sings. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Brilliant. so avid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I try to, like when I'm, when I'm listening to him, I do try to listen for, you know, the Welsh, the, the Aberdeer tones to him. And they do come out in, in some of them. I mean, when I sing, people say to me, I don't sound Welsh in my songs, but they do. I didn't think so. No, yeah, I, oh, I absolutely. know. I mean, I think it's because I'm sort of singing this style of Americanized 70s soul. And so it's going to come out a bit more Americanized, you know, the yeah, music. Yeah. The music carries that on. But um, but yeah, it would be nice to sound a bit Welsh, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you who does sound Welsh. I don't know if you've heard it, but um they did a version of um I wouldn't believe your radio and Stuart sang it. And I've I, never heard um, someone sound so Welsh in all my life. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> no, I'll have um, to look that up. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't. He doesn't give it. You know, as as you know, as Kelly would. He kind of almost whispers and speaks the words to the song. But it, it's interesting. Have a listen. I will. I'll find that. <laughs> um, have you Have you managed to get yourself out to to many phonics gigs? No, there I failed. I went on to have four children and didn't get to any gigs. <laughs> no, but um, but I have. I mean, today I've been looking at what they're doing, and um, I'm quite keen to try and go and see them actually. So I think when the album comes out, I'm I'm just going to have to go, which would be nice because it's been a while since I went out to see anything. Yeah. So why not? I mean, why not them? Basically, that's the ideal for yeah. me. Well, try and get to the Cardiff one in December, look. I'll try. I will. I was. I'm. I'm going to contact some of my friends from Aberdeen. You made me want to get in touch and ask them. Do they want to meet me? Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. That's a perfect idea. Perfect Christmas. A girly get together. Well, yes. What happens in Wales stays in Wales, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And every, every other middle-aged and young woman in Wales and older women. Now Tom Jones is there. Every oh, woman in Wales well. is going to be right. in Cardiff on 18th of December. <laughs> so I met um, Tom Jones has got a niece Sarah who I was in the theatre with she was in a couple of the play the shows with us on the stage in the Coliseum because I was always on the stage in Aberdeen I think yeah. a lot of people were on the stage yeah uh, yeah um and and met her I think I must have been about six or seven I didn't know Tom Jones what Howard hadn't been told I didn't know we was and yeah. she said, you want to come and see my uncle this weekend? And I said, no, why would I want to go and see your uncle? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> exactly. I grew up, my mother said to me, oh, no, why did you turn that down? That's, and then she introduced me to Tom Jones. And again, I kicked myself. <laughs> oh, you've got a life full of regrets, I tell you. Oh, so many regrets. That's why I sing soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mentioned on, um, I think it was my first episode or maybe my second episode of this podcast, 
Um, my granddad used to tell me a story about Tom Jones, about um, how he had to grip him by the neck because he was trying to um, trying to take my nan home from a you know after a night out when she was out with my granddad. Um, oh. So he, he used to claim it as his claim to fame. You know, um, I grabbed Tom Jones by the throat. Kind of That's it. That is a big claim uh, to fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, I said to my nan, if you if you had ran off with Tom instead of my granddad, I, I was I'd just be thinking all, this. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this one of the nans oh, regrets? <laughs> I'm sure that's a great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so tell me about some of your favourite stereophonic songs. I know, um, you know, a lot of them are probably from the early days, being from Aberdeen, but what. Without giving away your favorite at this moment, give me give me some of your other favorites. Okay, so um, I love the song "Trouble," which is from the "Keep Keep Calm and Carry On" album. Yeah. Absolutely love that song, um, and I love "Indian Summer" from Graffiti on the Train. Great that, song, great that's song, a great song, isn't it? I, I love all their songs. If I'm honest, they're one of the people. There's not a song I don't like yeah um but i do tend to stick with the more upbeat because they're so good at making me get up and dance and enjoy yeah. my, my time listening yeah. to them um but then there's another song he plays at the piano before anyone knew our name and being a pianist being yeah. a pianist that one gets me and the whole story behind it and you can just see it, it he's so good at expressing himself and so yeah. that's a brilliant song um what have we got? Make friends with the morning from Kind. I love that song. I love, love that, and I'm not song. a morning person, so I love that song. <laughs> yes. So you try to make friends with the morning, but you can't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's nice to know I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you know, you're going back in time. We've got um, maybe tomorrow, which is brilliant. Miss you now, which is great. Um, and just looking so i like i think the songs i really like have all got a similar sound to them and the sound the way he sings them yeah know. yeah but, but i love them all um dakota is banging amazing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't not like that song no no i mean ham ham was it handbags and glad rags that takes me back to Cardiff out with my mates dancing down the street, singing that one with our handbags. Swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, so yeah, they don't, I mean, they don't mean as much until you come across the odd song, like before anyone knew our name, um, you know, and they still mean something, but they just, he's just so good at what he does. And I rec I can hear them across the room and I know it's them. His voice yeah, 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 is unique. Yeah. It's unique. So. And, and you know, being from that area, um, before anyone knew our name, he describes commandment perfectly, doesn't he? In that song, you know, um, and misses it. It's nice. You can see yeah. that it's just, it just, it's like, you know, some of his songs like, what would I have been if I hadn't done this? You know, but he's still the same, really. But it, you do, I feel it. You give up something when you leave those areas yeah. you don't i haven't got a community life in somerset at all no i have a network of friends it's not quite the yeah. same you know, my children yeah. didn't 
my children didn't feel as safe running round yours. I did running round Godriamon and Kamaman. So no. you do lose something. So I know what they mean. But um, but yeah, I like that he sings about it and he still talks about that and he's letting us know. I still I still feel that it's a feeling inside, as you well know. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I agree. It's, you know, even though he's been away, he hasn't kind of lost his, his love for where he's from. He hasn't lost his roots um, at all. And you can take us out to the valleys, but you can't take the valleys out of us. Exactly. <laughs> it's exa that's exactly what they say. That's it. That's, that's exactly true. what they say. Very true. It's been I lovely. really enjoyed speaking to you. It's been a very reminiscing day great, for me. Great. Yeah, and, and that's why I love doing this podcast. You know what? I'll speak to someone different every episode, but ultimately it makes me it takes me back to the feeling that you've just had about you know thinking about growing up where you come from and stuff and it's amazing um so freya we're just just um running out of time slightly um so tell us a little bit about yourself your music where we can find you okay so i'm freya wolf um i sing soul motown funk and uh, i'm making an album called just another day uh two singles already out this man is mine and meet me at eight um, we've got another single coming out at the end of October, but we're not sure which one yet because there's like two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so to be continued. Um, I'm also writing a Christmas funk song at the moment, which I am loving, even though it's sunny. But I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving the vibe of the funk music, which is good. So it's it's a you know the album itself is a variety of music and all quite upbeat you know it's nothing it's nothing that's going to bring you down it and it's all in line with the older types like nina simone aretha franklin and, and trying to stick with those greats um and you can find me on spotify amazon deezer twitter uh if you type in freya wolf i think you will find me <laughs> amazing guys um check out freya wolf i've had a little listen myself um and i love it so Freya, what can um, what's your favorite stereophonic song? What can we play you out to? Well, I'm gonna go back in time. It's gotta go back in time. So I love um more life in a tramp's vest. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Why is that your favorite? That's my all-time favorite. Absolutely. What a song. And it's just because it's a little bit sleazy. It's about the sleazier side of Aberdeen where we all lived in, in our little world. <laughs> there we go. Happy days. Yeah. Um, we, had, well, we had the old Carpenters pub before they closed it down. And it just kind of reminds me of that vibe where, where we were all a little bit naughty hanging around. And then you'd even the tramps would come and hang around. <laughs> there we go. Oh, amazing. Um, well, Freya, thank you very much for your time today. It's been amazing listening to your stories. And it probably takes me back to, um, you know, to my days growing up around that area as well. So um, thank you very much for your time. Um, guys, you. that's Freya, Freya Wolf. Check it out. Um, and this is Freya's favourite song more like in a tramp's rest. Thank you very much, Freya. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. I get cash.
jumping eyes and the final lie. Last man, the shop was picking cauliflower. The fuss to make, I swear they were buying a car. They always moan, moan, it's not so cheap. Cheaper still, cheaper still down the street. Lose my rag and tell and take it back and shop down there. Closing down, they're closing down another road. One way, system steals the show. Mac the knife swigs, I can't seem to do it. Sings a day.